Normally at this time of year, uh, I would send out a message of season greetings, but I think under the circumstances of what's happened around the country, it's really important to try to do this in person and to be as intimate as, as possible. There's, there's a very simple message, and the message is that as a community, as a city, we reject violence and that we greet peace with civility and, and concern and dedication. We want to be inclusive in our discussions. We want to listen. We want to pay attention. We want to show respect. We have common ground, which is a concern for the well-being of all of our residents, all of our visitors. It's been very stressful throughout the United States and actually throughout the world and in recent months, we've seen some absolutely unspeakable and horrendous acts. We've seen the slaughter of, of innocent school children. We've seen the assassination of police officers. And while we've uh, had a relatively uh, quiet time here in Madison, I'll wait for the silence to go by in this quiet time. While we've had a quiet time here in Madison and, and a very engaged dialogue uh, reflected in the demonstrations of the past couple of weeks, reflected in a ceremony led by Reverend G. last night in memory of the two slain New York police officers. The commitment to peace, the commitment to peaceful resolution can never be overstated or, or, or embraced too hard. It's sort of like hugging your child. It's something that always feels good and we all always need to do. The Madison Police Department is one of the finest departments in the United States. It was a leader in community policing. It's been a leader in regards to diversity. And it's been a department that's committed to more than just public safety. It's a department that's committed to building, building strong communities, building a strong city. The people of Madison have a long history of commitment to civil rights, civil engagement, and peace. It goes back to the abolitionists at the time of the Civil War. It goes back 
to those who've protested and opposed U.S. intervention in various wars over the years, not just in the last 40 years, but in the last 100 years. And while we may have disagreements about political philosophy, the challenges of economic justice, it has to be built on a foundation of, of peace. We've been recognized as one of the communities that has some of the greatest disparities, racial disparities in regards to academic success, in regards to income, in regards to incarceration. But we're also one of only a handful of communities that's joined together in a government alliance to achieve equity and justice. And we've adopted a number of programs which go back several years. We've adopted programs that only go back a couple of weeks when we uh, voted on the 2015 budget, which covers everything from community centers and neighborhood employment to affordable housing. I am convinced that this city can close those gaps and demonstrate that we can be the best city for everyone. But it's only going to happen if everyone works towards that goal. We need commitments not just from government, but from the private sector. We have engagement and commitments already from the faith-based community. And so I look forward to working with the people of Madison, all of our city departments, in obtaining the goal of being the best city, the most equitable city for all of our residents. Um, I'm now going to be followed by, by Chief Koval, and he in turn will be followed by Captain uh, Ballas. Joe was a uh, neighborhood officer many years ago, a few years ago, uh, over 20 years ago, and he sent me a note. He was on one of his first community patrol assignments. And he basically said, what am I doing here? What's my purpose? I know I'm here for law enforcement, but what is it I'm building and creating? And that's uh, a question that the chief and he are now going to answer. Well, thank you for coming. Obviously, in light of the last three days of activities in terms of targeted police assassinations and the like, I think it only fair to tell you that my inbox, my phone, has been overwhelmed with overtures from community members uh, who have expressed nothing but their most sincere condolences, their gratitude for the services that we render every day, and the idea and the understanding that 
this thing has gone sideways in so many ways, but they don't want it to be misunderstood or misinterpreted that there's any less respect for the police of Madison in particular. And that has come from some of the, our harshest critics uh, historically. So I'm grateful for that, and I believe that. And I do understand that moving forward, I'm taken aback a little bit by some of the rhetoric that has moved off the narrative, namely the cold-blooded killing of police officers. And, and lest we forget, because he didn't die in a convenient news cycle, there was an officer in uh, Florida who on Sunday morning at 3.15 a.m., a 45-year-old officer in Tarpon Springs with 18 years of experience and five children, he too was killed. Uh, responding to just a noise and disturbance question in an apartment complex. So there are so many victims, uh, so little understanding of what goes into or prompts it. But I'm sort of um, taken aback by those who would use these offerings as an opportunistic, um, exploitive opportunity, if you will, to use it as a political posture. I think that's inappropriate under the circumstances. The police do not ever want to be cast in the role of an adversary to our community. We only want to be guardians and allies. And I find nothing productive to be gained by finger-pointing at what the implications are. There is a necessity to examine from a 360-degree perspective those needed police reformations. But not only the police, of course. It's also siphoned up a lot of discussion about the criminal justice system in a broader context and going to also many other socioeconomic factors that the mayor has made reference to in, in racial disparities across the country. But at the end of the day, um, we renew our pledge each day to support and defend the Constitution and the citizens of our community. We regale ourselves with that notion it is a notion of nobility and one that guardians embrace each and every day in our community. And while I can tell you that the Ferguson fatigue factor has taken its toll on my officers, that said, somehow or another, they summon up renewed vigor each and every day and go out there with a service-oriented perspective, unselfishly willing to risk their very lives for those strangers that we are protected, that we are entrusted with protecting. And there is no greater calling than that. And so I'm so very proud of the efforts of all of our officers here in Madison. And if there's questions, uh, I will take those questions after we're done. Well, good afternoon. Um, to answer the mayor's question, but you know, how how did we do this? How did we build this? And um, he's referencing, in fact, Shemaine and a couple others. Kathy probably remember the days when I was on Broadway Simpson in the late 1980s, early 1990s, as one of the department's first neighborhood officers. And um, some of those initiatives that we started when uh, Chief Koval and I we came on the department together in 1983. Uh, it really is amazing to sit here almost 30 years later now and look back at how this city has grown and has come together. And as this country is looking at some of the, 
the terrible things that are going on right now that Mike and the mayor have uh, referred to, um, it just, I think, really reinforces to us what a special uh, place Madison is and the relationship that we have with the community. Um, uh, it's, we have our ups and downs. There's no question about that um, over the years, but I couldn't be prouder of uh, being part of an organization like the Madison Police Department and the relationships and the partnerships and collaborations we have um, with this community. I mean, it's just absolutely uh, unbelievable. Um, I l watch from afar what goes on in some of these other cities, um, and it does, it, it pains you sometimes to, to see what's happening. The incident in Tarpon Springs this weekend, um, the, the ch chief in the 1990s of Tarpon Springs, Keith Bergstrom, who passed away a few years ago because of a heart attack, um, was actually one of my mentors. And that Tarpon Springs community down there just outside Tampa is a phenomenal little community down there, and it's just tragic what they're going through um, down there. I can't imagine what the citizens of New York are going through uh, right now and what happened in Brooklyn. Um, but that said, we're here in Madison, but yet in this interrelated world we live in today, it's hard to... Uh, for a lot of people, they, these things are all seemingly interconnected as our world is a lot smaller than the days when I, when I was just a B-cop on Simpson Street. Um, some of the things that we are doing uh, day in and day out is um, led by our community policing teams, led by our neighborhood officers, um, led by our um, gang officers, um, and those relationships and what they're doing out there. Um, this Friday night, we were over at the Villager Mall, the Burroughs neighborhood, which is right on here, had their Christmas party. They gave presents away to 100 kids, food, ice cream, the whole bit. MPD, we're there. We're there helping out at that. The Toys for Tot program that's been going on over the past week with the Boys and Girls Club and the U.S. Marines, MPD officers. I've seen presents being hauled in squad cars all over the place. Um, we got emails going around where we're trying to help a family up on the north side that where the mother committed suicide. And um, we've got uh, three girls that we're trying to find clothes for. We do that all internally just over email. Um, through our police officers. It's incredible the size of the hearts. I can't underscore the size of the hearts of the men and women that work for this police department that they bring to this job every day, yet then they go out there and when someone is in need and needs us, they dial 911 and we're, we're right there. Um, in closing, I just would like to say that uh, uh, on behalf of all of us on the <coughs> city of Madison, the Madison Police Department, we wish everybody a safe and happy holiday season. Um, if you need us, do not hesitate to call 911. Uh, we will be there. Um, but uh, we really hope that everybody has, just has a safe and uh, wonderful holiday season. Well, as um, a reference was made earlier, um, Pastor Alex G, Reverend G, over at Fountain of Life, was gracious enough through Facebook and social networks to create an opportunity, if you will, a coalition where everybody was invited to attend a prayer vigil at their church. Um, Fountain of Life has been a, a, an incredible moving force in bringing about a lot of the discussions that plague our community. And yet, they have never forgotten their roots of compassion and their, their sensitivity 
to a fallen officer. So I attended that prayer group as with a number of community members, and those are the kinds of things that I think uh, give us all pause to not necessarily understand that we are being defined by what's being played out on a national scale, that we have to remember that at a very grassroots level, the constituents of Madison, by and by, are exceedingly grateful for what we're doing, and they're exceedingly happy to see the product of service that they're getting. So it, sometimes you can lose that uh, in, in the conundrum of all these uh, issues in all these major markets. And there is a trickle-down effect that we can't minimize or discount. But I do think um, it's amazing how much our community backs the initiatives and the efforts of the MPD. It's up to me to use my office as a bully pulpit in telling my officers that early and often enough because if the only measure of feedback you get is through the, the popular media and things, it can get oppressive over time. And I've seen how Gallup polls have literally shown that the, in a national flavor or context, how the trust factor in policing across the board has plummeted over the last five years. I'd like to believe that we're sort of an asterisk to that conversation, or maybe I'm being a little bit delusional, but that's what I want to believe in. Given the circumstances of those officers, that's what you say to your officers to keep them in a good place. Well, they have to obviously remember that in my line of work, you don't get any mulligans. You don't get any do-overs. So they have to be faithful with respect to the training that they've been provided. Now, having said that, most of our encounters, 99% of our encounters, don't involve any use of force whatsoever. So you can't let these heinous acts that are taking place necessarily describe or define the normal transactional encounters from cops to citizens. If we got to the point where I had to belly crawl to my squad car after a briefing, then I'm hanging it up. The fact of the matter is, that isn't the norm in Madison. People are basically good. I tell them that over and over again. People are basically good. The overwhelming majority respect and are delighted at our efforts, and we cannot unwittingly be duped into a false narrative that suggests anything to the contrary. And I think that's where you have to be. You can't believe that each and every encounter is your last. It has to be predicated in a sense of what's reasonable. Well, we have, from various federal authorities and state authorities, been told, as has every law enforcement agency across the country, over 17,000 of them, that, yes, there is more and more social network talk, intel that's predicated that there is sort of a, a sense of putting officers at risk or safety because they've reached a certain summit of frustration. Again, uh, to look at those are, are looking at threats that hover on the margin. There's calculated risks each and every day that you go out there in the public, but you can't dictate your encounters with police predicating that everything is gloom, doom, and despair and that you're a walking mortality figure. It would cripple your opportunities to do in any kind of engagement if, all, if that's all you dwelt on. You used the word training before. Uh -huh. In at least one of the um, circumstances where involved shooting, involved the individual unit, 
and looking back on it, Madison was kind of going forth. And how important do you think that is as we go forward? Oh, well, if you actually go back even prior to my beginning as, as chief in late April, a number of our officer-involved shootings even prior to that had been involved with people who are suffering from some sort of mental illness episodic breakdown. And so, if anything, it only heightens our awareness and, and continues to place a greater emphasis on the kinds of crisis intervention techniques, the sort of mental diagnostics our officers are trained in, the heightened emphasis on uh, professional communications, and a continued expansion and ex exploration of non-lethal means of subduing someone when all else fails. So I, I think that what we will see uh, in the dawning of next year is that it has reached such an apex for me personally and as the chief of the Madison Police Department that will be announcing in the first quarter of the year that I'm literally taking five officers from patrol and dedicating one officer in every district to do nothing but preemptive, collaborative, problem-solving with mental illness cases, subjects who are doing more than what we can provide in that sort of drive-by call and response. We want to preemptively uh, get a hold of these things and be a greater source to, to families and infrastructure that feels that their loved one has fallen between the cracks. No one else is coming through that door in terms of the cavalry, and I'm fed up. So we're going to take it upon ourselves to take it to the next level. Um, with the Hamilton decision coming down today, could you kind of give me some thoughts, since that's more local, obviously happening in Wisconsin, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Milwaukee Police's handling of that situation and the community response to that situation? And how does that differ from what you would expect from Madison? Well, I, first of all, I, I hesitate to comment on another agency because each community has sort of its unique history, its culture, and the way in which the police and the community collaborate and problem solve. I think that historically, Milwaukee has been a department that's more traditional call and response. Um, I would say that uh, through the uh, investment of time and effort with uh, Chief Flynn, I think he is looking to do a little bit more in terms of proactive community engagement and not just literally chasing calls for service as the means or the mechanism to define how your interactions with community take place. And for that, I commend him. But I do think that um, when you are steeped in the sort of the historical culture of, of Milwaukee and the Milwaukee response to things, they have to get up and over that. And they're going to have to sell it in the actions they take and the engagement that they say that they're ready to provide. I think we are blessed in the sense that for the better part of over 30 years, I think Madison has gone out of its way to say, we're going to march to the tune of a different drummer. And in that context, we're unapologetic about the fact that our role is that of a social worker with a badge. I'm sort of Don Quixote chasing a lot of windmills here at Man of La Mancha. Uh, when everybody else is talking about and seeing depictions of the cops as, as warriors, we've always tried to strike up our image as that of guardians. Guardians, to me, resonate a whole lot more because it looks at a, a relationship of, of trust it looks at a relationship of restraint, uh, and I think it looks at someone who enables and empowers 
constitutional rights and individual liberties. So for us, the guardian mantra is much more the imagery that we want to roll out and much less that of the warrior. We've had wars on drugs, wars on crime, wars on terror, and frankly, I think everybody has sort of rolling their eyes about the rhetoric of those semantics, and they tend to be more counterproductive than helpful. Okay. Good. Thank you all. Thank you very much.